What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fit Identity Podcast. I'm Mike Karpenko, your host. I talk everything wellness, and usually in the areas of think, eat, and move, because I want you to have a healthy and fit identity. I'm not going to get into all the reasons why I could be considered be credible or an expert in certain areas. You can follow me on my social media. You can reach out to me. We can be friends and we can talk about all that stuff. Your time's important. Let's jump right to it. 2023 health and fitness trends and what will stick and stay in 2024, what will evolve and what will be new in 2024. I'll give you my predictions in no particular order. Let's just jump right in because your time is extremely important. First one, the easy one, mental health. It gained a little bit of momentum in 2022, and then it hit full steam in 2023. It became the ingredient in most people's wellness recipe, whether it was a company or an individual. Everyone was talking about mental health. I need to be more mentally fit. I need to feel better. I need to not feel bad. I need to not be too stressed, overwhelmed. It became a point of interest, of topic. And it really, you know, um, it's worked its way. Water finds cracks. And I think that, you know, in this particular case, the crack you know, was filled with mental health and it just needed to, you know, to come out because nobody in the past, or not nobody, I want to, you know, give a shout out to those people that were already working on their mental health and, and you know, in, in a positive way that in general, most weren't. And it just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't a cool thing. It wasn't an awareness thing or you were aware of it, but you weren't understanding how it played a role in your overall fulfillment. And I think that that's the key here, right? Mental health is fulfillment and it's not happiness. Happiness is in emotion and emotions can come and go. And we're looking at something that we want to stick and stay. Mental health is what we really want to concentrate on. And we saw companies start to say, all right, people are talking about how they're feeling. People know that things aren't good. We're just coming off, you know, being inside for quite a bit and being told what to do. And it wasn't healthy for a lot of us. And we started to realize how we felt. And companies with in, in or in the wellness space started to understand that since that was a trend, they needed to push into it. They needed to explore it. They needed to find ways to market, to create revenue and to help. So those are the three things, right? That you'd have to think about is how do you get people to be aware? How do you create systems or courses or solutions? And then how do you uh, help people? And then how do you, you know, create revenue around it? Because obviously a lot of businesses, their revenue got hurt and in that instance, uh, they were looking for new ways to generate revenue because that's what a business does, right? It sells services, goods, products, and then it's, it's in development to see what the new thing is because everything has a product life cycle. So mental health, mental wellness, when I say wellness, that, that's what we've all been living in is mental wellness. Uh, but mental health has been on the upscale and you've seen a lot of businesses 
change to marketing slogans, change their perception in their businesses to provide more fulfilling environments and look to get feedback more from their employees because we all know that a healthy employee, a healthy relationship, a healthy friendship, no matter what it is, thrives and moves better than an unhealthy one. And it's more productive. And where there's more production, there's more output. Where there's more output, again, you know, everyone feels great. So that's why mental health started to play a part. And we just started to see that there was a real general need for it. People were, you know, hurt. People were getting hurt. People were in dark spots. People were not feeling well. And people too, you know, on the, on the other side, they were doing great with their fitness. They had nutrition. They had supplements. They had fitness plans. And they couldn't figure out why the needle wasn't moving with the goals that they wanted or the needle wasn't moving fast and efficiently enough. And what they started to realize is that there was an ingredient in the recipe of a healthy meal that was mental health. And they needed to add that in. And again, that that came in so many different ways from, you know, uh, courses to online mindset to, uh, you know, more personal development to spaces to Honestly, more people complaining too. Like, I just want to say this. Like, as I say that there's a positive side to this, there's a negative side to mental health. People use it as a crutch. Hate me for this or not. People used mental health as a crutch and an ability to throw it down and just say like, hey, you know what? My mental health is just not where it needs to be and you need to be considerate of it. And it's like, just stop. Just at, at some point, we also have to realize that our lives were meant to, to have challenge and stress. They weren't meant to be overwhelmed and beat up and dragged around, but any little bit of stress and any little bit of challenge, there are a group of people that are like, ah, no, 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 you're offending me, and um, I'm not mentally well, and you need to step. Just We can stop this, and if you're in that position, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, This is going to sound bad. You should be on an, you should be on an island. And, and that's what I think was the other side to mental health was, you know, um, and I don't mean the sick people, and I don't mean the medically diagnosed. Let me say that uh, right up front. I mean the ones that you're just like, what in the world is wrong with you? Um, and then they want you to cater to them. You're like, really? I don't see you catering to me, but you want me to cater to you. That's the reciprocity wheel that is crazy when you start to see that. I'll leave it at that, but I just kind of want to bring awareness to that and say listen i'm all for mental health i'm all for somebody's mental wellness i'm all for contributing to it and helping out but there is a line and there is a point where you can be like okay i get what's going on here you're different like way different i'll leave it at that i mean i may have lost about fourteen thousand listeners right now but it is what it is if i had fourteen thousand listeners um Let's move to the next one. Uh, let me see here. Uh, sorry about that. Ooh, I think I, uh, I'm going to jump right in. Hormone therapy. Hormone therapy right now is one of the hottest things in younger generations and in older generations. Whether it's, you know, to balance your hormones, whether it is to increase your hormones, decrease a hormone, but hormone therapy, peptides, testosterone, uh, you know, thyroid, it's huge. 
It is giant. The younger generation, they think they're going to live forever, so they're like, enhance me. Let's go. I want to be, you know, I want to be optimized. I want to be a performance wizard, and I don't see any downside to it. Trust me, I get it. I can say it because I was once young, and I probably would have said that if I had all the knowledge that I had now and things were more widely accepted back then, like flat out. Um, Steroid use, nobody knew anything about it. You know, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent, now you've got peptides, SARMs, you've got all kinds of things, and you've got tons of information at the tip of your fingertip for people to to refute it or to say that it's great. So back then, it was just something out of the back of a, of a magazine. I'm old. We get it. Um, but the younger generation, they're in it, man. They're in it to win it. The uh, other generations that, you know, that, that, that aren't really concerned about um, – you know, are the mid-range because they're like, I'm not really worried about my health. I'm not really not worried about my health. It's just I'm going through life and I'm kicking butt. And then you get into somebody that's not feeling well or somebody that is, you know, looking at their mental health. And they're like, take it to the next level, some blood work, talk to some doctors, whether they're holistic or medical, start getting into understanding why that's happening, possible hormone indeficiencies. Uh, and they're like, you could be helped out in feeling more fulfilled through hormones. And that, again, SARMs, testosterone, hormones, women, uh, you name it, peptides, all of it. It is an extremely hot topic because it's also an easy fix. We have gone into a trend of what's easiest to fix me. You know, uh, I think that that's another trend that uh, we, we are looking at is what's the easy way? What's the most efficient? I don't care what it costs a little bit because I'll find a way, but what's the easiest way that I can fix myself against the least amount of stress, the least amount of overwhelm in the fastest way, and let me look for somebody that will tell me that it's okay. Um, so we are definitely looking for that easy effective way to uh, go through. Um, I think another one that goes on top of this, and I'm going to kind of kind of like get on body positivity. That's a huge one right now. Accepting people for where they're at, what they're doing, that push is more so this year than ever. I mean, it's existed in the past and there is a need for it. I am fully supportive of all shapes, sizes, colors, creeds, you name it. I'm in favor. Please live a healthy life. But body positivity, loving the body that you're in, in the space that you are in, at the time that you are in, being able to do the things that you're you're able to do. Love it. Make the most out of your moment. And that means vacations. That means, you know, whatever it may be, as long as I feel good, then my body positivity is there. Um, and that's a choice. You know, I'll be upfront on my opinion. I'm all for body positivity and I think everyone should love themselves. But I'm also into saying there is a standard by which health is determined and some people just aren't healthy. Whether you're positive with your body or not, you're not healthy. And that's just the way I feel. Doesn't mean I judge you by it. But that is the way that I feel that there is a standard. Now, granted, me being older, 
anybody who says that I feel that there is a standard or that there is a standard out there or a rule, a regulation, a way of doing things, everyone's just refuted to say, well, that's traditional and that's the old way and now there's a new way. There is a new healthy. Okay. I'm not here to fight with you. You can have your opinion. I can have mine. We're cool. I'm not, I'm not here to spew. But body positivity is on the rise. On the rise. Um, I think going with that is gaining weight. People are getting bigger in the United States. I've traveled exclusively last year, and I was all over the place. And when I came home, the United States is bigger. It just, we just are. Including myself. I mean, I remember I was shooting my, my workout videos that I did once once upon a time way, way, way long ago, and that was tap out in 2011. I weighed 157 pounds. I dieted to get down. I wanted to be super ripped, you know, because that was the trend back then. Um, like I said, I've done trendy things. I'll do trendy things. I'm not going to be, um, you know, I'm, I'm not one to, to say that, that I don't do trends. But there you go. Uh, I was at 157 at 5'11", and today I am at 177, so I got 20 pounds on myself, but that was also because I changed my body style, I changed what I wanted to do, I still have muscle, um, I'm probably holding a little bit more body fat than at 157 just because I was lean, but um, people are gaining weight, and my belief with that is processed foods, I think it's the foods that we eat. I think that we're sitting more, we're moving less. So we're eating horrible foods. We are moving less. And I also believe it has to do with that that P word, you know, the P H A Ma. I think that more people on, are on meds in this company, you know, in this country than not. And I think that that also increases the uh the weight gain. I think I just think there's a gamut of reasons why we're there. Stressed, overwhelmed too. I think that a lot of us are stressed. You know, I, I don't escape stress, but that is also one of the things that I believe is that people are gaining weight and that has been a trend. When most of the people are doing it, it's a trend. Whether you want to do it or not, whether you think you're participating in it or not, and if you're gaining weight, you're trendy. And everyone is accepting it. That's the problem I have. The problem I have is when people are accepting their weight gain because of their lack of movement and their lack of decisions to eat better whole foods. I, I just, it's something that really hits me hard and kind of gets me going as far as stress and overwhelm. I don't like seeing people lower their standards. I think that's the best way that I could put it. I don't like seeing it. I know that we can do better. I know that we are better. And when we don't do better, it, man, it just makes me feel like we're foolish. And, and I don't think that weight gain is a good look, is a good standard. I think that people should be happy and healthy. And I think that people, you know, will experience expansion and contraction. But, man, I don't think being too lean is good either, but the trend of weight gain most definitely exists. So we've got weight gain as a trend. Um, let's get into some really cool stuff, though. Um, wearable trackers and data. 2023 saw some of the biggest movements towards 
wearable trackers and data. Everybody had one. Everybody had something that would hook up to a bike, to a piece of equipment at the gym. Everybody had a wearable, whether it was on your wrist, whether your watch did it, um, whether it was a band. Because I remember when it was just a band that went around your chest and it was like, track my heart rate. Now it tracks everything and anything, your heart rate, your breasts, your your heat, uh, the amount of hours that you sleep, your steps, data, 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 data. That has become a giant uh, push that data is important because when you have data, you can solve your own personal problems. So uh, I think that that's you know, here to stay. I don't think it's going to change, but the fact that they have moved from you know, off of just a band around your chest to your ring to your watch, to your wrist, to clothing that will take data now, to sleeping. You know, there's mattresses that take your data, but there's power in data. And where you have data, you're able to make analysis. Where you're able to make analysis, you're able to make educated decisions around what can help you or anybody else, as well as companies are able to say, I've got data. Where they have data, they're able to change their marketing, they're able to develop products, they're able to, you know, just serve their customer base or create a customer base. And and that data and tracking it um, is giant right now, like is crazy. Um, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with people, you know, and I'm going to talk about that in 2024, but I think that there is going to be a push of the pendulum to swing back. But there is, you know, a, a huge push for data because that's, you know, where people can, you know, make progress. I think that's the easiest way to say it. Um, but there, the wearable trackers are just all over the place. I think that animal protein made a comeback. I think that in 2022, there were a lot of people that were like, go plant power, go plant power. You know, animals, they've got, uh, you know, high fats. And, 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 you know, obviously there's a push-pull between, you know, the vegans and their support of animal and life. And there is a, you know, and then you have the meat eaters that are like protein and the life cycle we believe in. Um, I am not a vegan. I went vegan for two years, didn't work for me. I couldn't get it to work for me. I lost a lot of muscle mass. Uh, my blood work went out of this world even after working with doctors. I am a firm believer of this. I do believe that we came from dinosaurs in some way, shape, or form. And if we think about dinosaurs, there are carnivores, herbivores, and omnivores, right? And I think that people are kind of just the same. There are some people that operate really well in, in the carnivore world and don't operate well in vegan world. And I think you know the herbivores don't operate in, in the meat world very well. Um, I worked with Herschel Walker and Herschel Walker, you know, never ate any meat. And that guy is just a beast and one of the most powerful people I've ever met, especially as a vegan. Guy's awesome. I just think it just happens. It's just the way that it is. And um, you find your lane, drive it, man. Drive it like you stole it. Drive it like you own it. But uh, I do think that, you know, what I saw was, you know, animal protein came back and, you know, also, 
all the research, you know, that that was being said was, you know, you can get some of the hormones. And I don't know if this is all true. So please don't be like, oh, Mike said. But the people who love meat are like high protein sources, high amino acids. Uh, you know, I'm going to eat more elk because it's got the highest amount of hormones. You know, you know, and it's the craziest beast of the of the forest. And, you know, there's just a lot of things. But but in general. High protein and animal protein made a big comeback. Um, I think when we look at data, I'm going to go back here a little bit, blood sugar. I think that 2023 blood sugar started to become on the awareness, started to become trendy, started to become like, what is it? And you started to get all of like the insulin trackers on people's arms where everyone's like why is that guy wearing a bottle cap on his arm like what's wrong with him i don't know what's going on there why is she wearing a bottle cap you know why is it what is that white water cap on them they were insulin trackers guys they were blood sugar trackers not insulin trackers but they were blood sugar and they were letting people know immediate data on their blood sugar and obviously when you know blood sugar and you know insulin you're able to stay healthy you're able to manage your weight you're able to manage your performance uh your your ability to be tired like like uh, or energized all of that happens to do but blood uh um blood sugar trackers you know definitely insulin trackers was definitely at a trend moment because you're like everybody had them and i was like oh gosh um, let me see as I look through, um, I, I, I think the word esteem became in and it became played out like I do. Um, it goes along with mental health and everybody wanted to use that word of, Hey, my esteem, you know, uh, I think companies tried to jump on that. Um, and I don't think it's going to go into 2024. I'm just going to say that. I don't think Esteem was, it, I think it was a miss. And a lot of companies went that way. And, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's definitely a piece of, of mental health and mental, you know, uh, awareness, you know, what it is. But I think that the way that it was used and the way people wanted to overmarket it quickly, um, it just, it fell short uh, and it fell fake. Um, and I also feel that, I don't know, man, it's just not a strong enough word, you know, in, in the mental health space for it to stick and stay. But it became super trendy with corporations, came trendy with uh, businesses. I know venture capitalists, you know, that were buying up fitness brands under an esteem brand to promote more. And it, it's out there. I mean, I'm not saying it's going away, but I think it's going to lose its its marketability and its momentum because I don't think it really – I don't think it really caught on with any heavy momentum – uh, a big momentum, but I do feel that esteem was a, a a term that was, you know, it was trendy in 2023, and I definitely don't want to do that. Uh, you've been waiting for this one, waiting for this one, because I didn't mention it in the hormones, but I'll mention it right here. Semaglutide, Wagovi, um, I don't know what the other one is called. Semaglutide, Wagovi. I think there's one more that it's called, but it is the weight loss uh, injection that the Hollywood people have been using for years, but apparently somebody let it out of the bag and then everybody started using it across the country. 
it is something that they've been using out here. Like Hollywood is known for getting it first, and everyone's like, "Wow, how did that celebrity get to be so thin?" And everyone's like, "I don't know. It's it's this doctor, and they've been using this cutting edge technology to to do X, you know, to get them thin." Yes, with that cutting edge tech, the latest cutting edge technology that Hollywood was using, including um, a very, very, very famous talk show host who will remain nameless. You can go Google, but finally admitted she used it um, to lose the weight. Um, and it became a very big piece to being trendy. And which shut down the ability to get it. Uh, when you start to uh, look at its availability, it was in a place of how do we get it? Where do we get it? What's its cost? I, from what I understand, it's relatively expensive. I think it's around like $1,000 or something. I don't know. Don't quote me. I don't know enough about it. But it is a very trendy way to lose weight especially when we talk about what i said before right like it's ease of use what people are looking for is what can we do that's really easy that will get us the most amount of results that trend is just going to continue to eat me up like i'm just i understand it and i get it but everybody wants the shortcut everybody wants to not do and be rewarded for everything i get it but where there's challenge and stress, a little bit, there's growth. Um, but some of glutide, govi are uh, big weight loss injectables that is being used just uh, countrywide. And it's it was originally used with clinically obese and weight-challenged people, and now it is being used with... with College kids that are like, hey, you're like, I want to look better in my bikini or I want to look more ripped and I just want to lose the weight. And, you know, I, the biggest issue I have with it, the biggest issue is one, we don't have enough research on it. That's it, data. Two is uh, most people using it aren't doing the habits and aren't doing the things that are needed for a healthy and fit identity to have a healthy and fit life. They're just not. They're like, no, I could do this and lose the weight. And, you know, they're not, they're not working out. They're not eating well. They're just like, no, I just take the shot and this is what happens. I do believe this. I do believe that those people that use that uh, particular uh, drug, I guess that's what we call it, right? Drug. I do believe that they've got a face to them. I think it looks like the alien emoji on your phone. I do believe that you can see like it's almost like, oh, like the fat got out of their eyes and they have a thinner face. And, and you can see that they've got, you know, muscle atrophy because they weren't using it in that way that it should have been used. And I also feel that those people that use it, who use it with workouts and nutrition, they still have the alien face. I really do believe it. Maybe I just have, maybe I'm an alien and I'm able to just see that with my own eyesight, but I'm always like, oh, it, it, it's in the eyes. It's it's in the face and it's it's in like a very, I don't know how to describe it other than the emoji in your phone. <laughs> so look at the phone and look at people and look at the phone and look at people, look at the phone. If you're questioning it, I guess that's the way you can decide on your own if you want to judge other people for doing it. Do I judge people for using it? No. 
I, I don't care if you use it. It's not really my thing. Um, but again, if that helps you with your mental health, if that helps you get over the edge, and if you still want to do all the proper patterns and what you need to be able to do, great. But if you're overusing it and you've got insecurities and you have a problem and you know, you're just so far down the rabbit hole, that's, that's just one of 18,000 things that you're doing. Well, that's on you, you know? Um, and you know, again, I, 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 I don't like breeding laziness. Like, I just think it's one of those things where people are like, well, you know, I'll just do this without doing any of the work because I still believe in strength. I still believe in resistance training. I still believe in having a healthy heart. I still believe in uh, blood work. I believe in vitality. And I don't know that if you're just using that, that you have vitality, unless you were that population that highly struggles with weight loss in a big deal and you need to have some success and momentum moving in that way. But that's my that's my take on that trend and I definitely don't want to beat the you know I don't want to beat it you, you know if you if you uh, if you like it you know who you are it's your thing and um, you know good luck to you I just hope that you find a a healthy uh, fitness regimen uh, combined with resistance training and some cardio as well as a nutrition plan that helps you maintain so that you don't gain the weight back if you get off of that and it's not a lifelong decision for you to be on it. And also, I don't want you to be a yo-yoer. Oh my God, I gained 20 pounds. I'm going to go back on the needle. I'm gonna, I, gained, you know, I took it off and now I'm going to gain it back on. I, 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 I think you can do better and I'm hoping better for you. All right, uh, what else? Um, oh man, I still have a lot here so I can need to get through these. Um, all right, Walking. I think that walking became trendy. I've been doing that for quite a long time, doing my morning walks, getting in 10,000 steps. And then they came out with a study that said you only need to get into 8,000 steps. When I travel in Europe, I will tell you, I got in 20 to 25,000 steps. I was walking constantly. Maybe that's why they're as thin as they are. But getting in 10,000 steps a day became extremely trendy. It was low impact, it was easy to do, and everyone's got it on their Instagram and social media and everywhere. Walking, doing my walk, doing my walk. And you know what? I love it. I absolutely love this trend. I think, you know, it's got a five-star review for me. If you're walking and you're getting in 10,000 steps, you are amazing, but you're part of the trend. Um, And I think more people should do it. I think that everyone should get out and everyone should do whatever they have to do throughout their entitled day, but... I think that they should have 10,000 steps a day that they're allocating to a walk and then figure out what they're going to do with the rest of their day. But walking became extremely trendy and, and it works. Okay. Low impact, steady state, LIS, low impact, steady state, cardio, uh, fasted cardio helps with fat burn and weight loss. There you go. So um, if you're not doing it, Get on that trend. Be trendy. I am trendy in that world. All right. Um, next thing, the introduction of AI into health and fitness. It's huge. Like it just started. It just came in and it's like, all right, now you can ask AI anything. It can program for you. It can make, you know, you can make up recipes. Listen, when somebody tells me that they got a hundred new recipes and they're like, check this out. You know, I've got a hundred recipes for this particular product. I'm like, great. I could have a hundred recipes in five minutes with AI. Tell me what you want, paleo, vegan, uh, 
400 calorie, 200 calorie, all chicken. I could just ask AI and it can do it. Um, the thing with AI is that it doesn't have life experience, but it is an available tool that is really crushing in the fitness industry. And I think it's going to be it even bigger in 2024, but it is something that can be a valuable tool. The only warning that I'll give you guys with AI is this, as knowledgeable as it is, it's pulling from a certain database up to a certain time. The other thing that it does not have is experience, applied experience. And I do believe that AI will be an exceptional tool combined with someone who has life experience in order to help you out with your health and wellness. So I think that personal trainers, I think that strength coaches, I think that lifestyle coaches, wellness coaches, I think that they are going to come at a really good premium. So if you're not already using this, you guys that are in the wellness space, space, isn't that again, get on that so that you can provide a low cost alternative to help people. And then you can upcharge to something that is higher of your personal services of those people that will be willing to pay. And you can be compensated by doing less work, right? Like, Oh my gosh, I can do less work. Um, so I think that AI with its ability to write programs, to give recipes, meal plans, all of those kind of things will be a, a incredible place for people to start, but it was a trend, a trend to stay. Uh, nootropics. I think that nootropics were a big wellness introduction this year, uh, from, and if you don't know what a tropic is, it's mushrooms. Uh, and, and, and that means there's all kinds of different mushrooms for all kinds of different things for, uh, thought, for clarity, for energy, for hormones, you name it. There's a mushroom out there. I'm not a mushroom, uh, aficionado but i know foragers and i know people that do use them and the people that use them love them uh, i just i don't know man like i use i've used some of them for clarity um and i take those but in general things that enhance me or change me i'm, I'm really afraid of it's why i'm not a drug user like i am afraid not to be in control of certain situations like it just it makes me really weirded out but it's there. Um, I would say also that when you say nootropics, you're looking at mental health because there is a lot of people that have used ayahuasca, uh, ketamine training, uh, therapy, not training, ketamine therapy, and uh, micro dosing to help themselves with mental health. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't know enough about it, but the fact that it is not opiate-based. I'm a bigger supporter of it if people are using it or people need it, uh, whether it's for inflammation, injury, clarity, you know, mental damage, uh, all those things, you know, like you're lost, you're going through, you know, a spiral. I know a lot of people have gone into the jungle and, and hired, you know, I don't know what you call them, but the grand, uh, 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 I, I, don't, I don't know what you call them, but there's like a, a shaman. There's a shaman that you get to hire and they walk you through the whole entire process and you do like some weird stuff and you see some stuff. And some people say they've seen God, they've seen Mother Earth, they've seen all kinds of things, but they're able to see clarity and deal with things in their past and they're able to move on. So from an addiction standpoint in this country, um, I would rather see people attempt to microdose than to continue to use the opiates that they use. It, 
opiates frighten me, man. Like, and what they've done to people is, uh, is absolutely frightening. Um, so I, I am, uh, you know, on full board of that. Um, there's a trend of everything in moderation. I think that everyone's kind of there, right? Like it's okay. Like I can eat cake. I can eat dessert. I can eat uh, cookies. I can eat uh, carbs. I can overeat on my vacation. I can drink more. I can do, you know, one glass of wine. Everything in moderation is more trendy than abstinence now and lockdown modes and restriction diets. It's, it's the moderation diet now. Um, I think that that was very trendy for 2023. Um, I saw that in 2023 that there was a trend away from influencers and personalities having, I don't momentum, no, having clout. I think that because of technology and the ability for people to understand information and the speed of information, whether it's sent or received, that I believe that influencers in the wellness and fitness space and personalities in the wellness and fitness space that are selling these types of any types of product, I think they're going to begin in 2024 to lose to the experts, the ones of pure knowledge. And if you look at anything on social media right now, those people with knowledge are gaining followers daily where unfortunately the ones that were selling products or trying to influence or, you know, that that they're they're losing their market share. So I think that you're going to see a loss of market share with personalities and influencers. And uh, I think you saw that through this year. It was a downturn. So that was a trend in 2023. Um, I think 2023, which I'm going to hit on in 2024, was the beginning of specificity. Um, I'm a big person on this. I push this and push this with everyone that asked me. Um, is people in this space right now that want to be well, that want to be fulfilled, that want health, fitness, weight loss, you name it, anything that they want a solution for, they want their solution. They no longer want the general solution. They don't want like, well, it worked for Dave, so it should work for me. They want to know what's going to work for them because they don't want to waste their time. They don't want to waste their money. They're saying to themselves, gosh, like I need to know what's wrong well, you know, with the things that I do and I need to know what's good for me, whether it's the supplements, the workout program, if it's the, the coaching, they want to know specificity and it's the beginning. I think right now you're at that point where you're seeing people go, that's good, but I don't know, but I needed to do this. And I think that people are starting to push into specificity because there's so much information out there. Cold plunge. That's the easy one, right? Everyone's cold plunging, cold plunging um, like crazy. And you can make a cold plunge anywhere from a couple hundred dollars out until, you know, I saw one that was like $25,000 cold plunge. I was like, what in the world? What? You could buy a piece of property on a lake for $25,000 in the cold that you might be able to like make money on eventually. Like that won't depreciate like a plunge. But cold plunging became very uh, trendy from a standpoint of, you know, everything you could do. It went from being in a, a lake or a stream to barrels, home units, refrigerators that lit up, like 
first thing in the morning to last thing at night, after workout, before workout, you know, when I'm mad at my wife, when I'm, you know, upset, when, you know, it was the answer to like almost anything. I'm losing money. I got a cold plunge. Uh, you know, like I'm mad cold plunge. It just turned into, you know, cold plunge, everything and anything. And bless Wim Hof for coming up with the whole idea and bringing it to the mainstream marketing. But, um, He's the method. He is the the ice man. That's what they call him. He was the one that kind of brought it and its benefits to mainstream marketing. But cold plunge has really taken over as a another piece to the another recipe, another ingredient in the health and wellness recipe. So I would say that cold plunge took over. Um, and let me see what else. Uh, and and uh, oh. I want to say, uh, I said, uh, uh, sleep data. That was a big one. You know, I think that it's the start of sleep data. People are going to want it. They want their mattresses. They want to know if they're sleeping well. They're wearing, you know, wearables, shareable, you know, wearing wearables that share information of how you're sleeping, when you're sleeping, how much sleep you're getting, how much rest and recovery that you need for your mental health. But I do believe sleep data was on the up in 2023. Um, Here's a weird one. Filming in gyms. That was a trend in 2023. Everybody's filming because social media and content right now is king, queen, whatever you want to call it, girl boss, guy boss. Like It's king. Everybody wants to film it. And it became a trend to, trend to film in the gym. And that, in turn, you know, turned into a trend of filming other people in gyms and putting them on blast, uh, you know, filming people that are that were doing funny things or things that they didn't approve of in gyms. Uh, you know, girls, yeah, I'm going to say it. Girls started filming in gyms and started thinking that, you know, like that was their own studio. And, and the only reason I'm saying girls is because I haven't seen any guys do it yet. If guys do it, send me a message so that I can be, you know, be, be uh, on that side of saying, hey, guys do it too. But girls were upset that, you know, that people were walking in front of them or guys were staring at them. And it's like, hey, girls, do you see what you wear to the gym? What do you expect guys to do? Like, like, Or this isn't your studio. Don't get mad. Or if they ask you to help, maybe they're just asking you to help. Like, like people are just nice people. Whether it's a guy or a girl, I would help anybody in a gym, okay? So that was a trend, watching filming and gyms and the problems that arised from that. Lots of social media channels were built on you know, um, the virality of filming others and then the calling out of filming others. Joey Swole does a really good job of calling out people that, and he says, do better. He's awesome. Um, just from people that want to mock other people in the gym. So that was a big thing. Um, what else do we got? Uh, and the, I'll say 23. There was a small uptick in 23 of saunas. A small uptick. You just start to see people be like, I'm going to get into a sauna more. And they coupled that with their cold plunge. So I would say that um, saunas, you know, and the benefits of an infrared sauna definitely came to light. And that was kind of cool. Um, and then, so so I think that those are my major ones. Uh, yeah, I think that those are my major ones as far as 2023 trends that I saw. I would love to know if you guys participated in any of them or if you saw any more of them or, 
you know, I missed any, please let me know, reach out, let me know. I, I would love to know because I'd like to keep my finger on the pulse of awareness of what's happening. Just because I'm not seeing it or I'm not doing it doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile and and that I shouldn't know of it. So please, please let me know. I, I mean that wholeheartedly. And, and because I'm older, maybe I don't know a younger generation's uh, trend that, that I should know of. You know, I, I'm always up for learning. I'm always up for awareness. And I do have my opinions, but I do say this, that I'm always in a space that my opinion can be changed in a minute, in an instant, if you give me the right information. I'm open to my opinion changing. So if you do have that, let me know. Um, And then let me just go through real quickly. I know I'm going pretty long here. It's 44 minutes, but let me go through real quickly of what I think what will happen in 2024. Um, First off, I think that uh, high impact training and strength training are coming back. Like it's going to make a push. I think that you're going to see that come back. I think athletic training, I think uh, stressful training. I think you're going to see the pendulum swing back into more strength training, more high impact. And I think you're going to see the trend of less group exercise, more training. I think people want to be trained. And um, I think you're going to see that make a comeback. I do still feel that people just need to show up for their workouts and do their thing. But I think that people are going to want that. Hand in hand, I do feel that you're going to see the next thing is specificity. I think that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want their specific problem, their specific solution for them. I do believe that that is why when you see niche-based businesses, why blood work is on and up, why hormones are on and up, why all these things are on and up because they solve someone's specific issue and it gives data back. So I do believe that specificity, and if you are a company, if you are a trainer, if you are in a space, if you are not going to provide specificity and make it scalable, it's going to be a problem for you. I, I do believe that specificity is single-handedly the secret ingredient to success in anybody's business is making your customers feel that you solve their specific problem. Nobody wants a generalized solution anymore. Um, some do. At a price point, right? But I'm telling you, specificity, you'll win, which means increase your your user experience, your customer experience. People need to know you solved their issues and you gave them a solution for them. They're willing to pay for it. Like, this will work for me, just me. They, they will pay for that. Um, I think I talked about it. Uh, I think that you're going to see a push away from show up, um, show up workouts i think you're going to see you know uh, away from group exercise and in the training i do see the acceptance of ai and its usage i think you're going to see it expanded on more it's going to make the industry more streamlined but it's also going to give people who provide those services the ability to sell their services at an elevated level and combine themselves collaborate it's literally an incredible tool that's going to be a collaboration tool with um, uh, uh, w- with trainers and strength coaches and wellness coaches, that there's your collaboration. If you have no one to collaborate with, 
collaborate with AI and create that. Do I think that AI has the ability maybe of creating AI trainers that that will never get old that you can make say do whatever you whatever you want as a company for sure. Do I think people will be out there making trainers, making platforms with AI people? Yep. I think that will happen too this year. You'll start to see like, "Oh my gosh, like I'm being trained by that." So when everybody thought they were going to wear goggles, well, it's not going to need a goggle to be able to use an AI person on your screen instead of YouTube and, you know, train with Mike Karpenko, you're going to be like, no, I get to train with, you know, with uh, Johnny Karpenko and he's awesome. And you could create your trainer. Like how cool would that be? Let me just throw that at you. You could create a trainer that you want to look at. That sounds like you, like maybe, maybe you're a girl out there and you want like uh, uh, a big buff Australian guy with blonde hair and blue eyes, uh, you know, Whatever it is, who's shirtless that trains all the time. I don't know. But you're like, there it is. I just make my trainer and there, you know, I just pick the workout and he delivers it. I do believe you, you might see part of that coming and then you won't have to wear goggles, right? So there's that. Um, I think weight loss is on the rise. I think that because semaglutide is up, I do believe that weight loss instead of weight gain in 2023 is going to be on the rise. And since it is easier to do with these types of injections, I do believe that weight loss, the pendulum is going to swing backwards and it is going to swing back into a weight loss. I just hope that it doesn't become abused. Um, I think there is going to be an increase on health and appearance. I do believe that because I just said weight loss is going to happen. I believe that what I've seen, every indication, and even some of the content creators that I follow that are a younger generation, they are in a big push to become healthier. They realize that the next thing that I'm going to say, longevity. They realize that they're they're going crazy. They're doing. They have it all now. They've made millions. They've got clout. They've got you know the likes, the shares, the comments. And now what they're thinking is, oh my gosh, I need to get healthier. I need to have higher energy. I need to pull back. I need to concentrate on me. And I do believe that that single-handedly is going to move the needle back into a healthier society because of the content creators that have done so well. I I love you guys. You guys are incredible. Um, I do believe you're going to see a switch to people go, I want to be healthier too, because they're going to inspire people and people are going to want to be like the people that they follow. So that, that, that is what I've seen. Content creators and all these people are now looking to get fit and longevity. I do believe the supplement industry, the hormone industry, everything is going to be pushed more towards longevity. People want to live longer. That's it. Nobody wants, nobody wants to pass on. Nobody wants to put themselves in high risk anymore. And that has been a big concern for a lot of people. And I do believe that longevity will be a big, big push for the new year, as well as, you know, what reproduces, you know, cellular reproduction, um, all the things that you could do for anti-aging and longevity. I do believe that there's going to be a push. Um, I said it earlier, experts will dominate. Those people who really know what they're doing are going to dominate the space because people are going to want to hear from them and they'll be and because the speed of information and the fact that it's able to be created sent and received people are going to want to hear more from experts and the people that aren't an expert are going to seek experts like i give this example if you take a content creator that's got millions of followers in order for them to feel credible 
and not be trashed online, they're going to go get an expert. So they're going to give the platforms to experts and they're going to be able to talk through that and they're going to look for their help and assistance in getting through in their health and wellness. So I think that experts are going to dominate in 2024 and I think that personalities and influencers are going to drop drastically. Um, I think data collection is going to go to a whole new level. I think it's going to go higher and higher and deeper and deeper and everything you're going to want to do. Data collection, you know, right now companies are collecting and being able to look at their data. I think it's going to go more personal, more personal, more personal. And you're going to be able to look at your own data and interpret and understand and work with somebody on your own data. So I think data is going to be crazy. Um, I do believe that keto. I think keto is going to be on the rise. So anyone asking me, like, what do I think as far as nutrition plans? Keto. I think it's on the rise. I think it's going to help with blood pressure. I think you're going to have supplements based around it. And I think it's going to be one of those things. As far as workouts, I do believe that workouts, I said, you know, I think you're going to see more intense. But I also think you're going to see workouts niched at mental health, which means probably hormones for women and menstrual workouts and and how to position yourself to have a better balanced body for from a female standpoint. I just don't believe that guys have this better balanced body because we don't have hormone fluctuations like females do. And I do believe that you're going to see a push towards that. And then I believe in the extra wellness space. I do believe, space. I do believe that sauna and red light therapy are going to become mainstream. I have red light therapy at my place. I've had it for years. I, I've had a sauna for almost 20 years. That's kind of a comedy and a joke between my friends because people used to say, you're nuts, you're crazy, you're a weirdo, you get a sauna. Now people are like, can I come over and use your sauna? I love your sauna. It's, oh my God, you have a sauna? Oh my God, you're spoiled. And then I got red light therapy and everyone's like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. You have red light therapy. What are you doing? What? You, you, you stand in front of a red light. You, you have red light panels in your house. I'm like, yeah, I do. I have them. And they're like, whoa. And the people who know are like, dude, can I come over? Can I come over and like sit in your red light there? Can I do that? And and I do believe it's going to become more mainstream. You know, more and more people use it on their face, particular body parts. It's used in recovery. I used it exclusively on my ankle during recovery. And I do believe that it helps speed up everything that I did. And it was excellent for me. Whether or not it did or did not, I loved it. And red light therapy is incredible. I also feel, you know, there's a lot of things coming out for facial stuff with red light therapy. Red light therapy is here to stay. Sauna is here to stay. More and more people are going to have it in their homes. And you're going to be like, well, an outsider of what's in your home that's, that, that's sort of kind of now used but not used is the oxygen deprivation. It, it, it's chambers in there in people's houses. Just you wait, you watch. Again, it's longevity. I'm put, you know, I'm definitely pushing into that world of people are looking for ways to be as healthy as possible and, and hack it, right? They're like, oh, how could I hack being healthy? An oxygen deprivation chamber for only 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm in there. I'm done. Like that helps with everything. I used an oxygen deprivation chamber two years ago exclusively to help me with a concussion that I had from snowboarding. And it was a weird place I was in. Like I was having like these weird, I don't want to say panic attacks, but they were kind of like a panic attack and I couldn't deal with it. I, I, and there was nothing stressful. It was, it was from a concussion and we, my doctor was like, yeah, it definitely is. And I talked to a few people, shout out to those people. And they were like, yeah, oxygen deprivation chamber is actually a really good thing. It could help you with, with, uh, 
with your health and with your concussions. And I'm like, I'm in, man. And I went in all in. Thankfully, again, I live in Santa Monica. I live in Los Angeles. And these kind of things are close by. They're near me. And that's why when everybody says move, move, I'm like, no, like, look what I have around me. And they had one and I could set up uh, weekly appointments and I, uh, I would go a couple times a week to the oxygen deprivation chamber. And I've been great. Like I've never had any problems. And you know what my doctor told me? The short story quickly, we'll make this almost an hour. When I got my concussion, concussion doctors are nutty. My concussion doctor told me, yeah, you definitely have a concussion. And yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's decent. And then he told me that he could, um, that I, he didn't want me looking at any screen anywhere. I had to be in a dark room for like 30 days, basically. And he could get me on long-term disability with a letter. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I work for myself. Like, what, what are you going to write me a letter to myself? I'm like, I, I can't not, not work. Like, this is insane. And obviously, I do believe that you have to listen to doctors. But um, I just... I took an alternative road. I, I cut down my screen time. I cut down everything drastically. And I literally, you know, went to the oxygen deprivation chamber. And because I'm like, I can't not do anything with this concussion. And it concerns me in a great way. So I did all the research and I, I contacted a lot of the friends that I have, therapists that I have, like everybody in my arsenal. And that was, you know, the oxygen deprivation chamber was a... Uh, it was a conclusion to be like, hey, Mike, jump into that and see see how that works out and see what you can do. So um, I think that that's it. I'll probably update the list of what could possibly happen. Um, I know that, you know, everything's going online. Everything's going platforms. Everything is going into uh, streaming. I just think that people with streaming platforms need to be careful because everyone has a YouTube channel. And if you're not giving out a very particular solution and a proprietary solution uh, to the problems that you can solve, then, you know, people are going to go to YouTube because there's a lot of great people, a lot of great trainers on YouTube. Shout out YouTube. Shout out trainers in, in on YouTube. We're putting your stuff on there for free. You guys are great. Like, honestly, mad respect to you and mad respect to your ability and your consistent um, posting, like, there's some really great stuff out there in Australia, in Germany, and you know, all over the world. Uh, even here in the United States, obviously, my friends put it out. But um, there you go. Um, let me see. Anything else that, that I got in there that um, I think is going to be so? Th the cost of online platforms needs to be, you know, uh, aware. And 2024, I think we got a recession and, and we got inflation coming. So it's 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 going to be one of those weird things where a lot of health and fitness is going to be dictated by recession and inflation. Unfortunately, it really is. So as that starts to hit, you guys see what you can do to make the best decisions for you and not always take the easy way out. I do know that in recessions and, and inflation, fast food, at first takes a hit and then it goes up. It, it's just very easy and convenient and a rise. So just be careful, you guys. There are ways, there are things, you know, that you can do to make better decisions. So um, I think that's it, right? Like I feel like like we covered a lot of it and hopefully 
you guys got some information on how 2023 went, how 2024 is going to go. And if you didn't know any of that stuff, you know it now. And maybe it's stuff that you can look for in the future. But I'm Mike Carpinko. If you have any questions, reach out to me. If you got a trend, reach out to me. I'd love to follow it. I'd love to look at it. I'd love to see it. Um, but there's also a lot of bullshit that's out there. Keep that in mind. There's a lot of people just making shit that's trendy that's bullshit. But uh, from my side, just stay well, stay fit, concentrate on yourself, don't do dumb stuff, and be a good person. Always do better.